Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. The story that I wrote at WGR550.com was about the people who made impressions on me. You asked what I took away, Matt, yes. from OTAs. And the people I that know made who impressions gonna, on me. I know who you're going to say as your first person because I think it'd be the same person for me. I don't know if it'd be the first person, but the three people. That I have. Ooh. Is Can your I first guess? person offense or defense? Can I guess? Yes. Okay. I'm going to say you had two offense and one defense. Um, Vice versa. I had two defense, one offense. Okay. My guess is the offensive person was Trent Sherfield. Incorrect. Oh, right position. For, for Josh Allen, it was Trent Sherfield. For mm-hmm. me, it was Gabe Davis. Okay. Gabe Davis a- was making catches, man, everywhere. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. it is important to note a few things here. We have to tell everybody, tell everybody. Obviously, there's no hitting. The DBs are not breaking passes up by making contact. Mm-hmm. If the play is close, they're going to allow the catch to be made, just so yeah. everybody knows. They're trying to be in position. The other thing is, we cannot tell you where people were lining up. We can't tell no. you what happened on a certain play. A guy came out of the backfield. A guy was running a certain route. He lined up in the slot. We can't tell you all of that. That's just normal reporting rules. We can tell you that Sean McDermott said Dorian Williams is playing some middle linebacker. That's what he mm-hmm. said. We can tell you that John Butler said Christian Benford is a cornerback, but he has all the prerequisites to line up at safety if they need him. We can tell you all of that. I will tell you Gabe Davis was a beast from what yeah. I saw. The two guys on defense that impressed me, one was Taylor Rapp. Now, mm-hmm. I would I think it's easy to say I don't this isn't like state secrets. Without Jordan Poyer, who was there but not participating, or Demar Hamlin, who was there and not participating, you know, obviously you're gonna get more reps for guys like Taylor Rapp. They're just gonna be mm-hmm. in the on the field a little bit more. They don't have as many yeah. guys out there. Matt, he was around the ball a lot. Yeah, he was around, yeah. he was where he needed to be a lot. And the other guy that I was very impressed with, and it puts a smile on my face to talk about it. I think Tredavious White looked like old, confident Trey to me, the yep. way he was moving out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't even just the way it was moving. It was also the way he was carrying himself. It yes, almost 100%. was like a fla- It was almost like a flashback to 2021 before yep. the injury. One of the things we talked about on the last podcast was some of the things we look for at an OTA practice. And one of the things I said was, I look to see what the leaders are doing, how they're carrying themselves, who they're hanging around with, what their kind of general vibe is. Trey had the juice back. 
Trey yeah. looked like the old Trey, laughing, joking around, giving a hard time to other people, getting in the face of some of his teammates, chirping a little bit here and there, all in good fun. But I agree with you that there was just kind of this new sense of like, okay, he's back. Now we need to see it in a game. We need to see it continuously, not yeah. one good game. We need to see a stretch here. I think you hit it on Trey. I appreciate what you said about Taylor Rapp. I think it's very clear Taylor Rapp is here to play football. He is not here to be on the bench and be a depth player. They will get him on the field in unique ways that we have not seen in years past. There's two other players that I want to highlight. One of them, just being from strictly his stature, and this is defensively I'm talking about, Puna Ford is massive. He is a (laughs) massive human being. Like He's basically the same height as me. But I remember I was over by the, where they were warming up, the defensive yep. lineman, and I'm like, wow, that guy is really big. You know who else is a freak just like athletically? Shane Ray. Did you look oh, at him I mean, at all? I, haven't, I didn't really zero in on him. I'm glad you brought him up because I didn't get a chance to really zero in on him. But it doesn't surprise me what you're saying because, I mean, this is a former first-round pick who had a very illustrious career as an edge rusher at Missouri. Yeah. You know, the reason I think the first reason why I noticed Shane Ray was because he was wearing number 49. So I looked and I saw number 49. It almost took me back a little bit. I'm like, that's not Tremaine. And then you look at him and they were doing this drill and I posted the video on social media. It's not like it's, you know, anything crazy, but he hits the sled and just throws it to the Mm -hmm. side. Like I would throw like a stuffed animal off to the side. He threw a sled and I'm just like, wow, this guy's big. And then while we were having a press conference with Von Miller, Shane Ray walked out of the locker room because he was doing an interview with somebody. And I just looked at him and I'm like, that guy is huge. And it was him. So I I don't want to set the bar too high for this guy. He has not played in the NFL in a long, long time, but maybe they're going to hit. I don't want to say a home run with Shane Ray, but maybe you hit a single or a double and the guy ends up making your team because there is a position to kind of be had at that spot. He is listed as 6'3", 255. So he is he's a he's, – he's, he's bigger he's than super 6'3". athletic, right? He's super athletic, he, no doubt. Yeah, he's, he's bigger than that. Um, so everybody knows we talked about DeMar. With they're, not, they're not participating. Jordan Poyer was there, didn't participate. He was just basically helping out, like kind of like a coach in the sidelines. Didn't look like he had anything necessarily wrong with him, but, you know, yeah. whatever the reason was. Mitch Morse came out a little bit later, so whatever was happening there, he was there, but he didn't participate. Uh, Jordan Phillips was on the side with trainers yeah. during the during the workout, and Von Miller was there, and he was being GM Von. Basically, he wasn't participating. He was all over the field talking with everybody. So you had five players uh, who were there and, and and not participating, but a part of it. Then we also had you know Sean McDermott, and you know trying to see if if he's doing anything different. Now I didn't notice him do anything different. Whether that's taking any light off of himself to give to somebody else. But I thought it was interesting. He gave some insight, Matt, which is, yeah, like in a two-minute drill, normally he spots the ball and he lets the guy, he kind of plays referee as the coaches do their thing. That's not going to happen this year. He's calling the defense. He's got to call the play. He's going to have Matthew Smiley spot the ball basically and do that. So it is going to be a little bit different as we, like if you go out to fans here listening, if you go out to training camp, you might see a little bit of a Sean McDermott type of, you know, way he goes about practice himself. Yeah, it was interesting that one of the things Josh Allen brought up as far as Sean McDermott is concerned is Sean was or Josh was saying 
that they're talking a little junk back and forth now that yeah. he's the one calling plays on defense. Like Josh is going to try and expose him when they're during practice. And Sean is going to try and make Josh look bad or make some mistakes, which, you know, I know the cliche that they always throw out there is iron sharpens iron, but maybe right. that will turn into a little bit of something that's fun to kind of watch. I also asked Sean during the press conference what he misses most about kind of being a defensive coordinator, going back to his roots a little bit. And he said that, and I agree with this, the job of a head coach is a leadership job. You have to kind of watch over everything that's happening on the football team, and you have to kind of be paying attention to a little bit of everything. He's still the head coach. That is still his primary focus. But my guess would be that on the day-to-day now, he's thinking a lot more about the defense than he's thinking about what the other stuff was back in the day. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Like I've said multiple times, I like that, you know, there's going to be some accountability tied to this. If the defense is good, then Sean is really, really good at being a head coach and calling plays defensively. And if they're not, then maybe you need to end this experiment and you need to bring in a legitimate defensive coordinator next season. So I'm really interested to see how this trial goes, but I I do like it. I really do think that they have the potential with the personnel they have and with McDermott calling the plays to be as dominant as they've been in, I don't know, since 2019. That's what they ultimately need to get back to. If you can come, I know on paper, the defense has been very good for very long, but I've always said, if you could combine the 2019 defense with the offense of 2020 or even 2021, that team wins the Super Bowl. That's where they need to get to. And I know that's not an easy thing to figure out, but my goodness, would it be scary if that's something they can pull off? Yeah, I agree with you about the combination of McDermott and the personnel and just my respect for him as a defensive play caller. I, should, I shouldn't say it that way. We haven't seen it. as a as a defensive head coach, the defensive mind. Um, it, I have a lot of respect for him, and I do think that this is going to be a really interesting change. It could be a very beneficial one, but we'll see because I think that the question is going to be for everybody how he manages all that stuff while still being the head coach and making those decisions, that challenges and timeouts and all those other things that go into the day-to-day operation, the uh, game day on Sunday operation. So we'll see how all that turns out. In the meantime, the Bills are back at OTAs all the rest of this week as we talk. They have, well, three days this week. They have three days next week, three days the week after. So. They basically have three full weeks of OTAs and then they have a mandatory mini camp on the fourth week. And then that's going to be it. We are only out there every Tuesday as a media to talk to these guys, to kind of get some quotes from coaches and players and to show you some video and to talk about what we see. And again, we can only talk about certain things that we see that will change at mandatory mini camp though. We can actually watch all three days and be out there a little bit more, even though we can't still report on a lot of things that we see while we are out there on Tuesday. The NFL passed yet another rule. We talked about two of them, and then another one passed. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.